0: The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Rabbi, I mentioned that I started Shabbat.com. Shabbat.com is a website that helps people find places for Shabbos in 121 countries including Israeli soldiers, including American soldiers, including converts, including single mothers. Uh, And we have have nearly 600,000 people have found places for Shabbos. Real the number is a lot higher because they also do it through the messaging. But 600,000 is a good enough number. Uh, We also make between six and eight Shidduchim a month. Six and eight matches a month. That's one of the matches I'm going back to uh, is connected to that. And we also help people find people jobs and chavrusas. It all is from a website, Shabbat.com. And by the way, there's a donate button. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm just saying. So, w- I, I want to share with you what happened. We, uh, we had this fire in the house. And it burnt, uh, our house burnt down right before Pesach. Which means that all my students had to say, Oh, Rabbi, you burnt your chametz. Which uh, was funny the first 99 times. <laughs> then I wanted to just like give them a rabbinical uh, makas. <laughs> Anyways. We had no place to go. And the insurance first wanted to stick us in like a Howard Johnson or Motel 6. I said, that's not going to work. We need Pesach. You know, we need need ambiance. We need kosher cooking. We need a service. They said, well, what do you have in mind? I said, well, there's such a thing called a Pesach Hotel. They said, what is that going to cost? For a family, or we had 10 kids at the time. I said, oh, well, we priced it out. It's going to be about 20 grand for the next eight days. So they hung up the phone. They, like, they thought I was joking. Well, I didn't take kindly to that. Then pulled a few strings, and within a few minutes, they said, do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't mess with the rabbis. They're all connected. <laughs> Anyways, so we found a hotel, that, uh, a basic hotel that was willing to take us. But they said, we could only take you. We only have one room on the third floor, one on the fifth, one on the eighth, so uh, we have to scan you." I said, that's not going to work. I got little kindle. got to look after them, put them to bed. They said, we'll make you a deal. If you agree to speak at our hotel, let's say five times over Pesach, and we can advertise that you're speaking, we'll put you all on the third floor or second floor, and we'll uh, comp everyone else who are moving. I said, sure, I'm a rabbi, I can't stop speaking, it's fantastic, let's do this. So they they shifted us. I spoke five times. We had a great pesach, which we really needed because we had to rebuild our lives afterwards. After the fire, took us a year to get back in the house. Gom zuladrova, right? Well, at uh, at that uh, pesach hotel, there was a, a certain yid, certain Jewish fellow. And a while afterwards, he calls me up. He says, Rabbi I was at the hotel. I heard you speak. I want to know if you can speak for my organization. So I say yes to pretty much everything. So I said, yeah, I'll be happy to speak. So that speech was supposed to happen on Motzai Shabbos. That week, I thought of the idea of Shabbat.com. I thought, hey, wouldn't it be neat to use like the same Facebook kind of power? But not Facebook, but something Jewish equivalent. and to connect every Jew for Shabbos and Shabbos. And then I realized something. I have no money. And I can't build, rebuild you know, Facebook cost them $43 billion. I, what, what am I going to do? I'm gonna, am I, I going to rebuild it? So it's one of those ideas that are going to live and die in my brain. Well, that, motes the Shabbos, I'm... I'm giving a talk in front of this huge audience of people and suddenly I realized, hey, I have a hostage audience. Let me just say whatever I want and see who bites. I said, okay, is there anyone here who would uh, like to, l- likes this idea? Come over to me afterwards. Let's connect every two in the world using technology. After the speech, a man and a woman came over to me and they introduced themselves. I said to the lady, what's your name? Aliza. I said, great, what, what do you do? She said, I'm a French belly dancer. I said, really? How are you going to help me build my social network? I, I took her name. She became friendly with the family. Great. The guy, what's your name? Lavine Needleman. I said, what do you do? He says, I'm a land- I own a landscaping company. And later on, I actually saw his trucks. They have a, a hilarious phone number that nobody in Muncie gets. The phone number is 1-800-DUGRASS. So, nobody in Montsie gets that. Yeah. Anyways, oh, to the grass, to the grass. <laughs> yeah, innocence is bliss. Anyways, so I said to him, "What? Um, what can you do?" He said, "Well, do you have a fundraiser?" I said, "I, I, I can't really afford one." He said, "I didn't say for car. I'd like to fundraise for the project. I think it's a great project." I say, "For free?" He says, yeah, I'll, I'll fundraise for it. I say. Thank you very much. It's <laughs> very generous of you. And he got the project off the ground for the first half a year plus. He fundraised. I mean, afterwards, I had to take it over. But he got us off the ground. He found me, my chief programmer, who is today my co-founder. And all, because we had a fire in the house, so we end up in the hotel where you connect the dots. That guy was there to hear me speak, asked me to speak for the organization, where that one guy in a million ends up asking asking if I could be, if he could be my fundraiser. But the story gets even more interesting. You see, on this website, a young girl uh, found the website, her name was Gemma from Scotland. And Gemma says, I've never done Shabbat. If I'd be invited, that would be awesome. So anyone who signs up becomes part of the news feed, and people say, welcome, hello, it's very friendly. So I said, hi, welcome, I'd love to help you, but I live in Muncie, not in Scotland. Tell me more about yourself. She writes back a letter for the ages, the most powerful letter I ever read. And In that letter it says, I've never done Shabbat, I've never eaten kosher, I've never read from the Torah, I've never met another Jewish person ever. She says, blind people can't miss a sight they've never seen. How come I miss a life I've never had with people I've never known? This beautiful letter, i I would just read it to you, just so beautiful. She writes, is it too late for me to discover my Judaism? I said, it's absolutely not too late. The fact that you want it so badly means there's a spark inside of you that refuses to be extinguished. So I said, I promise you I'll do all in my power to help fan that spark and allow it to burst into a flame. I said, please just don't give up. Although you were lost, you are now found. We, the Jewish people, have found you. I went back and forth with Gemma, back and forth. Eventually, I said, why don't you go to Israel? She had a vacation with her mom planned to Greece. I said, change your vacation because I'm giving you a free ticket. She did. I sent her to Israel. She got sick when she was in Israel, which she just wanted to go back to Scotland. A rabbi and his wife took her in. They nursed her back to health. They raised the money to pay for a hospital stay, $2,000. She was so blown away that she ended up stay- staying from a three-week program. She stayed for six months. We then invited her to our home to-, to celebrate her first Pesach, which she did. She had an awesome Pesach. And then she says, I'd love to go back to Israel. I see there's so much more. I thought I knew it, but now I see I don't. So I sent her back to Israel. She was my trip leader that summer. And the end of the summer... Gemma got married to a wonderful boy. I want to connect the dots for you. She what started as a fire in the house where we end up in the hotel, where there's a man who hears me speak and asks me to speak for his organization, where there's a fellow sitting there in the audience who's going to raise the funds to build a site that this Scottish girl is going to find and through difficulty and challenges, find her way back to Judaism, until the end of that summer, she got married to a wonderful boy, a Jewish boy, a Torah boy, a religious boy. She got married to my son. (laughs) That's Amunah. Hashem runs the world. You think you're fired? Hashem is preparing for me, my first granddaughter. Thank you very much. You've enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend stories to inspire